1: Hey everyone, Shah Jahan here. So this week, we've got a special bonus episode for you, by you. We've been asking our listeners to use a platform called Pod Inbox, this cool app where you can leave us messages about where your head is at 20 years after 9-11. It's really easy. You can do it right now from your smartphone by going to podinbox.com slash king of the world and hitting the red record button. We found your reflections so compelling that we'd like to play some of them now. So here we go.
2: Hi, my name is Molly. I just wanted to share how much I love this podcast. It's really moving the way Sajahan can share his story in such an open and honest and raw way. It's, it had me smiling at parts of the childhood family memories and then it had me saddened and heartbroken over what's
3: been happening to the Muslim communities. Hey, this is Salman. I actually didn't grow up in the U.S. Um, I moved moved here pretty recently for grad school, but I grew up as a Pakistani migrant in the Middle East, and it really felt like your experiences growing up um, in post 9-11 America were, were quite similar, I feel like, for a lot of us who've grown up in kind of these migrant and immigrant communities where um it's, it's something that I, I i felt really moved by your experiences growing up in a high school uh in the u.s and all that you went through because it's this idea of kind of your pakistani identity and your muslim identity i feel like i grew up in a predominantly muslim uh, community or a predominantly muslim country and I feel like now that I've come here to the U.S., like Muslim is an identity. And I really connected with the fact that uh, what uh, Shah Jahan's mother mentioned in the episode, how back in Pakistan, like it was only when you guys came to the U.S. that you had to experience that.
2: Hi, my name's Patrick, and uh, I actually know Shah Jahan from my personal life and from music. So it's been really incredible uh, on that front to hear things about his life that I didn't know before but I've also been viewing it as a student and viewing it as a teacher. Uh, I am a second grade teacher and I've been learning a lot. Um, One of the things that really struck me and that I've heard from Shah Jahan in the past is struggles about is around the name. And um, my classroom, I mean, names are a big thing, especially at the beginning of the year. So I was able to create an assignment where kids went home and asked their parents about their name, their full name, or any part of the name that they felt comfortable sharing, and told the class what it's about, what it means, what it means to them, and what they'd like to be called. And we also shared some stories about names that got made fun of. Um, And it was really interesting to hear not just their reports, but also parents who I've talked to were really interested in having those conversations. And some parents actually said they didn't know what the name meant (laughs) until uh, the kid asked and that's kind of a cool thing to think about um, just sort of like what we get called this thing every day and what does it actually mean what does it represent what does it mean to us it's been really awesome to get a chance to expand my practice in that way and then the other part of this um, that's really meant a lot to me is as I've studied the experiences of different people from around the world I found that this segment of our population that is generally North African or Southeast Asian gets completely left out of a lot of conversations. When, so we start talking about race, because there isn't a single word that applies to that population. So we end up kind of ignoring it and uh, it stinks. And I think it's part of the reason why there's like 70% approval on monitoring, um, people who may or may not be, but could potentially be because they kind of look a certain way Muslim. You know, it doesn't really make sense that that number is so high because there's a much larger number of people who are on board with uh, not being racially discriminating. So it sounds to me like there's a lot of people who know about race issues, study race issues, and still don't know about this. So I've been interested in it. I've been wanting to know more. And finding sources has been difficult, so it's incredibly, I'm incredibly grateful that Rafalian and Shaja have created this podcast because it really speaks to something that's missing in the conversation around race and equity in America.
4: Hi there. Um, I just finished listening to episode three of King in the World and it immediately brought me back to a time when I was in university um here at the University of Massachusetts in Amherst and post 9/11 I remember quite a number of things that I didn't actually didn't really uh hold in my memory for a while I I think I may have like pushed it away um, but I was part of the Muslim Student Association, and post 9 11, I remember um, the Muslim Student Association, we called it the MSA at the time, the office being vandalized. Um, and I don't recall exactly what was said on um, some, someone had written something Islamophobic on the um, office door. Um, and then I remember my father calling me uh i had a pakistani flag on the back of my um uh, mitsubishi montero which was like <laughs> such a big suv um and i remember him calling me telling me this was probably 3 days after 911 telling me to remove the sticker it was like a decal of the pakistani flag and he um told me to remove it probably because he was scared that someone would see it and um, do something to my car or to me while I was driving. Yeah, I remember that uh, quite vividly ac- actually. And, and then there was another time where um, I went to a college party that was on campus. And as soon as I entered, I remember uh, people chanting, uh, kill all Muslims and fuck Muslims. And my friend actually had to walk me home and I remember him telling me that he had never uh, witnessed anything like that before. Neither had high. And that was was probably like two days after um, the attacks. So I just remember being scared um, on campus and really like not wanting to let really anyone know that I was Muslim. And I just remember sitting on my roommate's beds. I lived in a house with, um, 10 other white females. And I re uh, this was off campus. And I remember sitting on one of my roommate's beds and three of them just asking me a bunch of questions about Islam. And I felt like I had to, I felt like this obligation to represent my religion, um, as like a spokesperson, because there was so much, there were so many misconceptions and so much misrepresentation, um, and stereotypes that were forming or had already been formed. And then I remember just one of my roommates really like, really like asking some pretty evasive questions that made, that were offensive. And to this day, I don't talk to her anymore. Um, but I remember her just not believing things that I was saying. I, I truly believe she thought that islam was like a violent religion and that um we you know that we were people that were um evil and uh did and caused harm to people
1: thank you to everyone who called in and shared so openly and honestly with us again if you want to leave us a message, visit podinbox.com kingoftheworld and record a message. We might just end up playing it on here in upcoming weeks. King of the World is a production of Refelion Media. Thanks again. I'm Shah Jahan Khan.
4: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes.